we are recording, recording in progress with Mr. Schuyler Winter on Monday, February 27th. 20- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 23 at 4.23 p.m. Eastern Time. And in the spirit of, of uh, being open, as anyone, does, anyone that watched this podcast knows, I was uh, Skylar and I have known each other for about five minutes now. He knows the last nine years of my life. And uh, everyone that watches the show knows, you know, what's going on in my life. And uh, this past weekend had a pretty brutal panic attack and... Uh, for the most part, it's gone. Still got the little kind of aftershocks. You're still a little like, but I'm like, I'm functioning. I'm not in a fetal position anymore. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling him all this and he's known me for like three minutes and he's just kind of staring at me like, and I always kind of feel like I get that look when I start rambling on. People are like, who the fuck are you? But, uh, dude, introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. So my name is Skylar, uh, Skylar Winter. I'm from Connecticut originally. Um, I've uh, I, I grew up in Darien, Connecticut. Went to high school there. Went to college in Scotland, University of St Andrews. Studied international relations, focusing mostly on terrorism, counter counterinsurgency, and irregular warfare, and then also art history. So I kind of got a, a dual dual major. What? And so you, you said counterterrorism. No, counterinsurgency, oh, counterinsurgency, terrorism. Uh, those are just some of the like the modules I took and stuff I focused on for like my thesis. That was a very long time ago. Okay. Um, since then, I um, when I got back, I went to acting school for two years in New York, and all along the way, gaming was like a really big passion of mine. Um, not, I think, in sort of the traditional sense where like, you know, a lot of people are like all they did was play games that 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 wasn't really me but like i'm the oldest i, I told you uh, before we started i'm the oldest of four boys my youngest is nine years younger than me so when i went to school overseas he he and i were able to kind of connect that way it was like the advent of online multiplayer gaming xbox live that sort of thing so we played fifa modern warfare he was like a party trick like I'd pull him up, like we'd be playing COD at you know just, one of our just some ranked whatever. motherfucker. Yeah, he's just you know he was he was what? How old would he have been at the time? He'd have been 11, 12 years old, just a COD monster. Um, and you know I bust him out and show my friends, and they're like, "What is like?" And he's just like a little kid. Um, but it was fun. So and I think you know gaming. I think I, I saw that that power that gaming had, really to to bind people together. Um, and it was, it's, you know, it's kind of a, a modern day miracle. I think it's really unsung in that capacity. Um, and then, and so it, it always kind of held a special place in my heart. Went to acting school. I would do monologues for my favorite games. Like, um, I don't know if you know, uh, Floss from Far Cry three, I, stuff like that. Just like, I didn't play three, I played <laughs> four five and six. No, did I play three? I couldn't finish six. I thought it three's sucked. Three is the best one. They need a remaster. Which one's India four? I think India was four. The MLA is one of the elephants. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the first one I played. I'm sorry, I, I failed you. No, <laughs> oh good. Um, no, but they have they have like the best villains. They've really kind of just mm, 
trailed off. You know, they had that guy from Breaking Bad came out in a recent one, and I I bought it because of him because yeah. I was like, oh, maybe they're back. It what they weren't back. It's just it's like you know, and it and it could be, you know, at the time when I played three, it was like that game works, but you kind of you do it once and then you do it, you know, ten years later, and you're like, I don't need to go here again. There's um yeah there's four yeah pagan man pagan that sucked me in i i've discovered four like summer of the pandemic and that gave me like something to do like late at night yeah i loved five some people don't like five where you're kind of in like the American... five i never i wanted to play because it was oh, dude, you gotta edgy go, and no, you gotta go in five's good do stuff yeah i'm down five's I'm very down for that and i and i and i don't you tell me like i thought you know at for when I first saw like the cover art in the first trailer, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like, they're gonna be, it's gonna be cringy." But like, if they do it, you know, if they do it right and they're level headed and they're kind of like tongue in cheek about it. Like, tell me, like, was it five? Was it insulting? No, no. <laughs> okay, so that's so, dude. It's it sucked me in. Like, yeah, you actually, it's weird because like the kind of like the running joke by the end is like. Yeah, I just wanted to join the cult. Like, I'll leave it at that. Like, did you, do you remember when like Dark Knight came you out? You did it right then. Do you remember when Dark Knight came out? I'm, I was eight, yeah, I was eighteen, I think, two thousand eight. So I was eighteen. That was like the first. It was probably I'm also eighteen. I think of being edgy, but that was like the first movie where like the villain actually like twisted my mind. Just like Heath Ledger's monologues would really get you going mm. with like, yeah, it really only does matter so long as it's according to plan yeah if a truck soldier if yeah. a truck full of soldiers yeah. blows up nobody panics because it's according to plan yeah. that was like the first time a villain actually stuck with me aside from just being like evil far cry 5 gets in your head and then when you see it all play out you go what was it all for you should have joined the yeah. cult you hundred. You stopped out out here out here radicalizing people, dude. It's 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 terrible because you start. I mean, I got American flag. You start it, and you're you know you're the feds. You're gonna go put down this fucking like whatever. And as it bends and goes throughout time, and like the monologues, and yeah, with then how it all ends, like you're kind of left with like, well, how could you have spent your quote unquote life, Far Cry Five? No, man, join the fucking cult, and it's you don't right. expect it. Join the cult. I'm gonna add it. I'll add it to the list, dude. It is. Um, I think it's better than four. Pagan. It's like pagan on steroids. Like, yeah. Six sucks. I got. Okay. I did like. Well, I did a week into six, and I was like, "Fuck this game." Yeah, me too. I was like, right, okay. I was like "Fuck this okay, piece good. of shit." It's so recycled. Right, this is a good barometer too, so I can go back to five. If you like five, and you had the same reaction to six as me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. You got it. I. I the problem with three is it's going to be so dated visually. Yeah. That's really one where they can do like a remaster. Yeah. But no, I feel like, I feel like, like a truly like solid game. Like, yeah, like I'm replaying GTA four right now and that's still, Oh, that still holds up. Like I've played, I've played GTA five so many times and I just hate rockstar for not releasing six that I can't give like a, a sober analysis on five. I'm just like angry at it. Yeah. Four yeah. still holds up. No, I guess you're right because if you tried to play like San Andreas or something, it, it kind of doesn't matter how good the story is if it is just so dated. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good. That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, I I, freak, I remember 
thinking about Far Cry 3. This wasn't recent, but it was like maybe a year ago or something. And I just was like, ah, oh, that, that monologue from Vloss. Like, so I looked it up and watched it on YouTube and I was like, it's if I close my eyes, it's great. But if I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, technology's come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what I love about the ending of 4, though, is, is like, you kind of, they kind of tee it up in the same. It's not the same in that five is completely different with how it ends, but the theme is the same in that when you when four right you take out Pagan, and then there are two different ways right the the I don't remember the guy kind of wants to almost reinstate like a like a hardcore like theocracy right it's like young like women must be virgins like men have to join the army and it's very mm-hmm. like. Afghanistanish, and then who the chick takes over and she's just like boss bitch and she comes in she's like you're you're in the army or i'm taking your kids out in the street and shooting them but both times you're like nature pours a vacuum and you go we took out pagan who is holding the whole place relatively together and then you think about like a saddam or a Qaddafi, and it's like evil but what happens in the wake of it and so, like, mm-hmm. at the end of four, you go, well, then what was it all for? What what was it all worth? You know, if it still just devolves into a new tyranny, what did I just waste my <clears throat> what did I just waste my life doing? Five is that yeah. same. It kind of tees up that same question of, like, what did you waste your whole life doing? And yeah. even more convincing, you're like, join the fucking cult, dude. <laughs> join the cult. <laughs> Take the drugs. Join the fucking cult. Kill the feds. As a joke, legally, it's a joke. But... It's about a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, it, it's we're, this is this this episode's literally about gaming. So yeah, no, we're good. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I rudely cut you off. You're talking about a monologue from. No, three. you didn't. <laughs> but no, I. So I, I, yeah, no, I, I did some monologues in acting school, it, and so basically, the, while I was in acting school, um. I, you know, I, I played, I, you know, I had left college in Scotland. So my friends were all over the world, all over the UK, you know, some of them were in New York, but like after college, like everybody, no matter where you go after college, you kind of like, you're like, Oh, I don't, you know, like I'm not seeing my friends every single day. And it's sort of like, so I got kind of back gaming. Like I went harder into gaming, got really good at Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. They released a, it was the first edition with a multiplayer mode. Ranked number seven in Assassinate for one month uh, globally. That's like my all-time gaming achievement. Um, and, you know, we actually had like a decent, I wouldn't call it esports, but there was a competitive scene. We had clans and we would get scrims together and stuff like that. And I joined a clan and that group really became my core friend group, right? Like I still talk to them. This is this is 10 years ago, probably. Um, I, you know, I consider them my, my best friends, really. Like I, I talk to them more than I talk to people that I grew up with in high school and stuff like that. Um, and so we all played, we met in Assassin's Creed, that community, and then they all started moving over to League of Legends. And I was like, well, shit, I have to learn how to play League of Legends, which is, I don't know if you've ever played, but learning League of Legends is like learning Russian poetry and you don't speak Russian. Some You're of my like, gaming buddies play it and I just, I don't, cause I'm like, I don't have the, I, I play video games at the end of a day after, of podcasting. I'm like, I don't have, I don't have time for the learning curve. It's insane. I mean, once you, the cool thing is once you get it, it kind of opens up a new genre. Um, like Dota 
if that's Russian poetry, Dota is Russian chemistry. Um, it's like, I definitely can't do this. I can do chemistry in English. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we all, we all did that. And like, I, I, you know, I got, I just went dove in headfirst and I'm like grinding away, trying to level up. And I remember one night the, the League of Legends client had the Twitch embed of the 2013 Shanghai All-Star Games. And that was the first time I ever saw esports in like the modern context, right? Where you had an arena full of people screaming their heads off and shoutcasters like commentating the action, like, you know, blah, 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 he's gone, he's going into the bear, bear, the bear. So the crowd's going wild. And there's people on stage with like sick monitors and jerseys and like, I literally, I was watching it. It was like three in the morning um, and I had to wake up to caddy in like three hours, but I was just like glued to the screen. Yeah. Like, what am I watching? And I knew right then, because like, you know, I went to acting school and people are like, oh, are you going to go try to be an actor? And I'm like, I liked acting, act, going to acting school is for me. I graduated in 2010. So it was kind of after the 08 um crisis and it was tough to find a job i was probably going to end up in finance but after that whole thing i was kind of like over wall street like i'm yeah. not i don't need to deal with this so i didn't really know what i wanted to do i went to acting school it's kind of like a cop out but you know is what it is and it was amazing it was actually probably more valuable than my college education is two years taking acting class because i did not grow up doing drama i was not a theater kid like i knew nothing about it but you know it really kind of pushed me in that sense creatively and, you know, personally to be able to get up and like talk and, and do just like something that I was not equipped. Like I grew up playing sports, like that was it. So, but I, you know, I didn't want to be an actor. I w it wasn't my passion was like to act. And it really, it, out of all the careers in the world, I think if, you, if you're going to go out to LA and try to be an actor, you need to literally not be capable of doing anything else with your life. Like you will die yeah. of emotional sadness if you, if you're if you not can't acting. do it. Yeah. If you can't do it. And and it, like that was very true for a lot of people I met, um, but it wasn't for me. And I was like, no, like, I just no kind of want to dip a toe into it. Nah, fuck it. Yeah, I just kind of want to learn it, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And if they want to cast me for, you know, Star Wars or something, cool. like, I'll yeah. say yes. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to try. Yeah. Um, no, but what I what I did do is when I saw that that League of Legends event, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is cool. This is ticking so many boxes in my brain. This is exciting it's new it's something that i'm looking at almost from the investor perspective and saying this is gonna be big i want to get on the, in on this now um and it's gaming so like it, it was to me it was like a no-brainer i worked for a year in new york after acting school as a tech recruiter saved up money so i could pay for myself to get across the country to la um where i i got some little bungalow in west hollywood for like 500 a month um it was actually through Craigslist. I was a dog sitter for this woman who had the property. I didn't kill her dog. The dog died. Um, <laughs> the look on your face when you just said that. It was just total, like, looks like you're just transported back to, like, court. You just, like, see, like, I want it to be known under oath on my mother. The dog, I, was just, I, was like, I was like, what? Like, the dog died. I was like, what the fuck just well, happened, dude? I'm, I'm totally transported back because, like, you know, she. I feel so guilty about sure. it. Sure, it, it was a little so... Jack Russell, which, right. which, no offense to the Jack Russell owners that you may have in your in your audience, but they're like the dicks of the canine world. Like they are asshole dogs. Everybody knows it. Um, this dog was no different. I mean, they're still dogs. You love them, but like 
this one was sick. It had like heart problems. The son had Asperger's. He was there and he was, I was really supposed to just kind of like check in and make sure the dog was okay. Bring the medication, make sure he's taking, he leaves the dog out one night. Um, and by the way, this is in Los Angeles. So if the dog can't survive a night outside in Los Angeles, like yeah, it's what? That's, that's, that's not super far away. No. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I come over the next morning and it's, it's acting strange. It won't eat the ham uh, with a with like the medicine with it, the ham wrapped around it. And so I take it to a vet, and the vet's like, "You've got to go to twenty four seven care." And he's he's in the back, and I can see him like start to do this in my back seat. And so I oh, I pull him out. By the time I get to twenty four seven, I'm running around the street like I'm in like lax shorts and flip flops, running down the street with his dog in my arms like this. And then he's totally he's stone. He's stone like like knocked out. And as I'm like rounding the corner to the clinic, he looks up at me, he goes <clears throat> and then he goes back down. And I was like <laughs> I, was, I knew right then I was like, that dog just this died dog's right there. <laughs> He's Jesus. dead. So I walk him in and and I put him on the table and they're like, Okay, we'll take a look, right? <laughs> And I'm like, Are yeah. you gonna take a look? They, I I wait in the waiting room, they come out five minutes, like, yeah, so the dog's dead. Oh, no, no, they bring me in, and he's in between us on the table. I'm yeah. like, the dog's dead. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, and they didn't say it, but the vibe was like, so pick up your dead dog and Can't get the fuck get out, out. of here. <laughs> this, this, this is hazardous biological waste so, now. Yeah, so that was that was brutal. But anyway, that it was, was your you initiation know, to L.A. That was my initiation to L.A. I did that for for two, and I basically just, I would hang out at Riot, Riot Games Makes League of Legends, their studio in Santa Monica, and I'd bug people. I'd be like, Hey, like, do you, like, because they all wear sweaters to say right games. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you work here? Like, uh, and and I wouldn't do this like in like a work day. By the way, I want to be clear. I wasn't like a stalker. They would oh, have I, the oh, esports. You have you have more maturity <laughs> than I do, dude. I worked at a liquor store in 2020. Somebody would come in and they'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I just retired from being a green beret." I would wait till they got out of the liquor store and I'd run out after them and be like, "I'm now not on the liquor store property." And they'd be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "Will you do my podcast?" <laughs> and they'd be like, "No." And I'd, I'd run back and you have more, you have better than I am, man. Did you get anybody that way? No, never. I'll like over no? 30. Yeah. I'd keep trying. Well, now I, good. now I get bigger guests than that just by, I guess, blind confidence. But I guess if you can get told no while working at a liquor store during a pandemic and then have your boss be like, like you're endangering your minimum wage revenue stream by doing this, you kind of have the, the balls to do it. You don't, it, you, don't, you don't want to be polite about that stuff. You want to, you want to have balls. You want to go out and do it. All right. Um, so right gaming. Yeah. So I'm, I, I don't, I don't mean to like give you my whole goddamn bio. Dude, who gives a shit? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, no one's ever going to, even though I get about like a thousand plus views an episode now, which is big for this that's show. Good. It's it, that's really just 2023. It's uh, I just always assume no one's ever going to watch it. That's literally how I go into every show. Is like I know I'm going to talk to a guy right now, like Charlie Duke, who's on like Apollo 16. I'm just going to assume that no one is ever. So it's just me shooting the shit with the guy that walked on the moon. So as far as yeah. I'm concerned, we're just vibing, talking about dead dogs. Like, go, go for it. Casual, yeah. casual, casual, is casual dead dog. Yeah, Monday, dead dog Mondays. That's my new spinoff yeah. sideshow. It actually has a ring to it, Dead Dog Mondays. That actually is kind of a little catchy. It's sometimes. 30 minutes. Yeah, Dead Dog Mondays. A lot of shorts come out of if it. If that just, show gets a, bigger than my show, I'll jump out of this goddamn window right now. 
it's just it's just stories of people with that dog like, Monday. How they're dog. That dog Monday. You get the call in, you get you get three hundred seconds. You get five minutes. You know, I think that's like that's that it's like that dark humor, but actually like would help people, you know. Because they're kind of like, you know, people. Absolutely. It's so sad when you lose a dog. I remember losing my dogs. So she, so she was pissed, the woman Naturally. whose dog died. She was pissed. And she kind of, she was nice. She kind of let me hang out for another couple months in the bungalow. And I was like, you need to get it. Yeah. But finally, by that time, I had started writing for Riot Games as a freelance writer. And then I was a soccer coach um, and a Lyft driver. So I had like three gigs going where I was able to like pay rent and stuff. Um, and then I buoyed the riot games or freelancing writing articles, which was super fun. Cause I got to interview players and coaches and do all this stuff. Like it was cool. I was like, you know, an esports journalist. Um, but I wanted a full-time gig. Uh, finally got that with Coca-Cola had this gaming and esports marketing team. So I moved to Atlanta when I got that job, did that for a year and a half. That was awesome. Um, uh, I think I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good writer, but like, God, it's journalism is like that's a whole you gotta you gotta write a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Fuck do it that. all the time. Like it's your job. Yeah. Sorry. But so getting getting to do marketing was cool because it it just was like I can do like brands and partnerships and collaborations and just like it was like creative without all the like, you know, I have to sit in front of a computer and write something for eight hours, right? Like that's yeah, that's that. a grind. Fuck that. So I did that. Then I got a job with Psyonix, worked for Rocket League for four years, um, which was awesome because I basically, you know, kind of ran the the RLCS, um, focusing a lot also on the stuff I learned from Coke, marketing partnerships, kind of like restructure their league. Um, that was super cool. And I moved to San Diego for that one, where, which is where I met my wife. Um, and I love San Diego. We're actually moving back to San Diego in the next month or so. Because yeah. after that, I went over, I joined Rumble in Locals, uh, head of gaming, because I really, I connected with them. And they were like, how do we get into gaming? And I was very, very down to help them, like, figure that out. Because having been in this industry for now, like, nine years, like, Twitch needs a competitor. YouTube, YouTube sucks. Twitch sucks. YouTube is like, the evil empire. YouTube is the Soviet yeah, Union. It is 89. Yeah. It's 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 really bad. Like, and so seeing what Rumble was doing and seeing what Locals was doing is like it, gaming is such a huge opportunity. Um, so I'm I'm stoked to see that they're, you know, they're interested in it, they're still doing it, they're still working with all of the gamers. Um, but yeah, but then I just, you know, recently a, a old connection of mine was like, hey, you know. Uh, from a marketing agency it was like, I have this really great opportunity and you're perfect for it. And I was like, it was just a really good, really good opportunity. So I took that. Yeah. We're currently moving um, back to San Diego and yeah, that's where we're at. Like we, our house is on the market. We got an offer, got the appraisal. Everything's good. Check boxes. I sold some furniture yesterday. So we're, literally turning around and going straight back to California. So that's where we're at. San Diego is not a bad place to be. That's San Diego is so dope. Dude, I, I interviewed, <laughs> I've, I've been to, I've been to California once. I interviewed at the University of Southern California Keck School of Medicine on November 1st, 2013. I have a weird OCD memory. 
And uh, I remember it because I flew out there the night before. It's Halloween. All my friends are at University of Georgia. I think they were at like Georgia, Florida or some shit. And I'm like in a hotel, like pressing my suit the night before. It was just kind of symbolic of like, is this the rest of my life? Like I'm going to be in a suit while everyone else is having fun. Spoiler alert, that is what medicine is. And that's why I decided not to do it. But like I remember landing there at like 5 p.m. or so. And, like, getting out and just feeling the weather and seeing, like, the gradient of the sky, kind of the sunset. And I was, like, the first thought came to my head. I said, this place is too good for me. I will not get accepted here. (laughs) And I'm very big on, like, optimism, like, visualizing success. Like, I ace the MCAT. Like, I'm very big on, like, being your own biggest fan to propel you through dark times. But I got out there and I just... It, the weather was so perfect. I just you said had, you're from New England, right? Yeah. And at the time, I'd been in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm from northern New Hampshire. No, southern New Hampshire. But at that time, I'd lived in Georgia since like 2001. But still, just even flying out the, from like the sweaty asshole of Georgia to like, I just vividly That's remember. That's exactly where I, where I, how I got to San Diego is from Atlanta because Cope's in Atlanta. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, my best friend's dad was there for like 50 years. It's... I remember getting out and just feeling the weather. And I just, I knew right there. So this is too good for you. And uh... I, I, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> I went out for an interview and I had like, you know, the interview was in like the morning. And so I had a day in San Diego and I just, I went down to the beach and kicked my shoes off, put my toes in the sand, walked up, grabbed a bird scooter, which at the time they were like brand new. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> the scooter with a QR code on yeah. it? Like what? And then I'm just cruising around Pacific Beach like, oh my God, this You're place like, is... Oh, this could be home. This yeah. is miraculous. Well, so as if the gods needed to send me another message, I get up the next morning, take like a 15 minute Uber to downtown LA. And mind you, I'm just like, Grand Theft Auto 5 has been out for like a couple months at that point. <laughs> so I am now yeah. very familiar with Grand Theft Auto 5. I've driven these highways because I've been shooting SWAT team members in the face with an AR. You can't say that out loud though, right? So you're just kind of nodding like, oh yeah, no, I've, I've crashed a helicopter into that building. Like, you know, <laughs> but you can't say that. So you're just like looking, looking forward to practice medicine out here. And uh, yeah. I finally get in there and there's like everyone there is they got name tags on it's like Stanford, Harvard, Yale, just all the and I'm sitting there with just like UGA like go dogs. And so everyone's just like really kind of snooty. And so I start like chatting up with this like other guy kind of this conversation we're having right now. I'm like, "Dude, I only know this place from Grand Theft Auto 5." And he was like, "Oh hell yeah." And we were just kind of laughing and stuff. And then the dean comes in and she's like, "Okay." She like reads off the list. She's like, "Everybody's here." She's like, "Good, thank God." And we're like, "What?" So anyone listening can Google November 1st, 2013 is the day someone walked into LAX with an AR-15 and just lit it up, killed a TSA officer, shut it down, fucked up international travel, city goes on lockdown, SWAT trucks everywhere, fucking like Blackhawks in the sky. And now I'm sitting there like, man, I was just telling a story about like the only way I know this city is by like shooting up places in public. Right. So to me, that was just like the Grim Reaper, like reassuring me, like you're not mm-hmm. going here. The school's too good for you, and that just <laughs> kind of dampened the rest of my day there. And uh, I left, and uh, I was rejected. <laughs> so I don't know. Fuck LA. I guess so I'm still a jealous. Premonition. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Well, just, I, yeah. I'm 100 percent with you. Fuck LA. It's so funny about the GTA because I remember 
when I lived there, I'd be driving around LA yeah. and I'd be, I'd be, you know, knee deep in, in GTA whenever I was like not working. Yeah. And it was just like, you kind of had, it was almost like a weird, surreal experience. You're like, it's almost like, I'm like, I'm like sitting behind a bank. I'm at a, I'm at a stoplight behind a bank truck and I'm like, blow it open. There's at least five. Haven't I, haven't I done this? Like, do I have the C4 in the back? I'm like, wait, no, this is real life. You start having these weird, like lucid waking, like night terror slash dream. You're like, am I? I mean, I was there for a day and I had, and then, oh, and it's, well then mind you. So you can't get a cab back. Every road shut down. So I have to walk seven hours back from that 15 minute ride uh, it's even more gta like because there's yeah. just squat trucks everywhere <laughs> A- airports yeah. on lockdown i had to like stop in like several stores along the way and charge my phone it was way too gta 5-ish for me i was like this is fucking i almost don't like this like i want to leave but yeah man i guess to, to fast forward like what you said about you know learning more at acting school like when I so my older brother took his life in 2014. I got into med school in Miami. Decided said thank you, but no thank you, like an idiot. And lost a brother. Did like just a couple of years of just self medication, drugs, just real piece of shit. And moved home to my parents' house in 2016 when I was 26. Didn't know a soul in Maryland, and I taught myself graphic design. I just had started with memes. Like and you got have to know how to make a meme. Like I guess I got to download Photoshop on my phone. Literally started with like Pepe memes. And it just sort of that pre-med mindset where I just grab onto something and then just go all out. It's like three years later, I'm making these like 8K resolution, like masterpieces, and I'm just like fucking loving it, but I can never get it to turn a penny in. So I started this podcast, actually another bad premonition, the day COVID came to the United States, December 12th, 2019, and uh, really loved it. was working at a liquor store, 30 years old, you know, living above my parents' garage, really feeling like a fucking loser. And... uh yeah, so I finally I did, I did like a hundred episodes, and I like put out a video, and I was like, "Will anyone like please like support this endeavor?" And this guy reached out to me, and it sounds this story sounds like horseshit. It sounds like a cover for a money laundering story, and like so I always have to like explain it to people because the whole thing is just insane. Dude reaches out to me and was like, "Love your show," and I was like, "Thanks, man." He's like, "Why don't you do more episodes?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm kind of like a fat loser, and like I work at a liquor store, like." And he was like, well, you know, like, how come you don't make money on it? And I'm like, good question. I would love to make money on it. Like, I don't kind of like, okay. Like, I'm on YouTube, like, interviewing Delta Force members. To them, that is, in their words, just like hate speech. They don't even tell you why. And uh, <clears throat> so he was like. So would they demonetize it? Well, I just never got monetized. They just wouldn't. Oh, period. I, I, did all, I did all their, what, 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 watch hours. I hit all their te- their hate speech. It's like, what? Like. I had on the, I had a Mike Durant, the Black Hawk Down pilot. They called it hate speech. Oh yeah. Oh, I had a Mike Durant who was the Black Hawk Down pilot, and uh, you remember like the movie Black Hawk Down? Yeah. I had on the real yeah. life Josh, pilot. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah. And I've, so I've had on the actual real life pilot, Michael J. Durant. And there's like a a scene in like the movie where they call their MP5 skinny poppers because the guys in Somalia were tall and skinny, malnourished, and they all ate cat K H A T, which is like a weird herbal meth. And that's why they were so, like, brave or whatever. And so they just joked, you know, these military guys, just kind of dark humor. They called their guns skinny poppers. And I think I, like, brought that up when I interviewed them. And they, like, selected that. And they were like, that's hate speech. I'm like, this is, like, this is, like, a world-famous war hero. Here's, like, a picture of him, like, meeting Bill Clinton on, like, the front yeah. page. And they're like, that's hate speech. And so I was like, all right, this is fucked. Anyway, so uh, 
I like this guy reached out to me and we started talking. It turns out he did, like didn't live that far from me. Just a wealthy, wealthy dude. I think he's like 50, just normal dude, wife, kids, just wealthy guy. And he was like, well, how much would you need to like run the podcast? And I kind of did the math. I'm like, this is if I just moved out of my parents' house into like a shitty apartment nearby, like food, water, rent, this is what it is for like per month. And he was like, how long did it take you to get into medical school? And I was like, three years. And he's like, I'll pay three years of your living expenses in return for half of your podcast. And I was like, well, I want 51% because I'm OCD and I have to be in control. And he was like, fair enough. And so I was like, okay. I go, why? And he goes, because I listen to two podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan and I listen to this. And I I have like 105 subscribers at this point on YouTube. So I'm almost like, is this like a fed? This is you and Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, I'm like, is this guy just, am I his type? Does he just want to fuck me? Like, and I'm like, and, and he and I, he and I are like great friends now. And, uh, but I was just like, it's so like, I talked to my dad. My dad's like a very astute businessman. He kind of background checks it. My dad's like, I think this is like your break. And I'm like, I, 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 mind you, at this point, I'm living at home for five years. My parents want to retire. I'm a 30 year old loser. And so I'm like, all right. So this was April 2021. It's like, you have three years and, you know, to turn it profitable. And if it doesn't turn profitable, you know, we part as friends. And if it does, you know, I get 49% of all like future earnings. And I was like, all right. So that's April of next year. So I have 13 months, a little over 13 months to turn this thing profitable. And it's been growing at about a hundred fold a year. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. I guess it's, you, you told me you're like, it's interesting. So I'm telling you now. So it's, yeah, yeah it's very interesting. It's, it's on track to work. Um, it's on track to work. Even just last year on rumble, it was making about 30,000 views a month. And in 2023, it's already making 300,000 views a month. Um, so it's, it's, it's going at a clip. Oh, gaming. So that a, a fan of the show who's become a good friend of mine had been bugging me for like, you know, like a year. He's like, dude, quit being a fucking like console loser cuck. He was like, play PC with us. And I'm like, dude, you know my story. I'm like bu budgeting money for this podcast. I think one night he was kind of shit faced. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, send me a PC and I'll fucking play with you. He's kind of like faggot, like fuck off. You're not going to do it. This no. shows up in the swear to Christ. <laughs> he's got fuck you money. And he apparently I just apparently there are guys who have fuck you money who like this show. That's I don't a know great why. audience to have, bro. The best audience. <laughs> so it's just the best. I am not complaining. So this fucker shows up in the mail. And I was like, All right. So we start playing like Ground Branch, Ready or Not, Sandstorm Insurgency. We're like, we're playing all these games and it's and I am humbled. I am like, this is so much better than console. Oh, Scale yeah. it up to fucking 8K, 240th, all the mods and shit. And uh, oh, shit. so we, so eventually it was like, uh, it was like a little over a year ago, I started a gaming channel. And we were just trying to think of like, what was, what's like, you know, they have all these buzzwords like xenophobe, misogynist, racist. And we were like, what's like, like, what should we call this channel? And finally we came up with the Petro Patriarchy. We couldn't think of like, what is like a more toxic term? Just, you know, you're a white, straight, male, Christian kid. Like, just just all the buzzwords. We came up with petro-patriarchy. You know, get them with the oil and fossil fuels are bad. And then yeah. the patriarchy. And the, uh, I used my Photoshop skills and made us a logo. And it's John Bolton, that, that warmonger. But he's dressed up as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's our show. I think that's that's what has led me to you. That's why I'm telling you that story.
Oh, gotcha. There was no, gotcha. there's no grand arc to the story. Okay, there's so no you conclusion. were gonna, when I was at Rumble, you were gonna like tell me about that and be like, how do we, how does this inter, inter, yes. integrate with like yes. Rumble Gaming and all y that kind yes. of stuff? Yes. So no, you're genius. It's so it grew because locals has been growing now. On again, I was making like five bucks a month last year, and as of this year, since I've just the podcast is, I guess it's hit its stride after 38 months and 1,100 episodes. The locals has grown to like 500 a month, and I'm like, okay. And I don't offer anything. All my stuff's out there because I just need it to grow. I can't afford to put shit behind a paywall, which I know sounds counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. So, I was talking to someone from Rumble. Why I think who put us in touch, Siraj, and Siraj, yeah. He was like, "Why don't you?" He's like, "Why don't you stream your show? Why don't you stream your gaming thing?" And if people want to support you and get in, and get something from it, they can just pay like five bucks a month to watch you stream. I think that's the yeah, genesis well, of all of it. I, yeah, I mean, like, and that was that was kind of, you know, I wouldn't say you were like a hundred percent like the demo I was after, but I think there was a lot of people who kind of like gamed on the side that were interested in that. Like, do you know, Adam Krigler? Yeah. He's, he used to be on Tim cast. Now he's doing his own thing. He's got like a big YouTube channel and shows and stuff like that. He's doing that. Um, you know, and geeks and gamers, they'll, they'll play games. Like that's kind of their focus. But like a lot of people, quarter black Garrett. I don't know if you know who he is. He used to be yeah, on no, no, Crowder. Uh, he was on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarter black Garrett. Yeah. And then he, he was on Crowder. Now he's with, um, neurotic, like, and so a bunch of these people where it was like, you know, they have, they're, they're, they're a little bit more pol politics and culture, you know? Um, but it was like, they, they're interested in the game. They want a game. They want to stream my, but like they hate Twitch. And it was like, all right, so it's kind of have this can be your kind of like, you know, place to chill and play games and, and add that as well. Um, and, you know, like it's so tough to to compete against Twitch. The locals is a great option because the rev share is 90, 90, 10 as opposed to Twitch is like 50, 50. Right. So, I mean, it's sort of a no brainer and you own all of your data and you own your audience like the The, the terms and conditions at Twitch are like really really bad for creators they just have such a stranglehold over the whole kind of streaming in general but obviously specifically gaming um and there's this really incorrect notion that like you know and and locals has no discoverability um need, rumble really doesn't either they have the front page which is curated which is like a, they're very cool because they'll highlight small creators all the time like yeah. this guy what up ian is in rum he he's basically like he was not a a creator really like he had no following and now he's probably several thousand followers on rumble and he's got a, like a pretty good locals and it's all organic so the fact that rumble and locals have this organic growth happening within gaming is super exciting but the reason i bring it up is because they would spotlight him because he's just like all in he's like i think you know we need a platform to compete against YouTube and Twitch in the gaming space. And so he just started doing it and they would put this guy who has no following on the front page. Right. Oh, yeah. um, and they'll do that all the time, which is really cool. Uh, but there's no, there's no built in discoverability, right? Like mm -hmm. you can go on Twitch and go down a rabbit hole. Like who's streaming this? How many, like you scroll down, that's 500 viewers and 30 viewers. And you can go down this person has two viewers. Who's this person, right? Like they're, but the problem is, is that even though Twitch has that functionality, it's it's almost pointless. 
right? Like, cause if you're like, I'm going to start streaming on Twitch, you're going to sit in the bottom, in the pool. depths, in the depths forever. Like you're the days of like real Twitch discovery organically are totally over. Yeah. Now you can figure out how to play the game. Like, Oh, I love shroud. So I'm going to be in his community and be really active and then get upgraded to mod. And if I develop a relationship, maybe one day he'll, he'll raid me on and I'll, and he'll have me on. We'll play a game or he'll raid me and send me 30,000 viewers. Fuck that. That's such total, a, that's total, such totally a crap shoot. It's to such a crap shoot. And it's like, it's not, it's not where it's at. So just, there is no discoverability across any platforms. Um, but you know, I think, I think you just, man, I, I feel for you. Cause like being a creator right now is so tough to me. The, the secret sauce is still sadly YouTube. Oh yeah. Especially it's all, it's all about video. It's all about live stream. So it's all YouTube. And if you can take a podcast like this, do you know, um, just pearly things? Have you heard of her? No. I think her name is Pearl Davis, but she had, I met her and, and she actually, what her growth on YouTube has been insane. I mean, like a couple of years, she's over a million subs. I've been, and I've been permanently banned from YouTube since summer 2021. I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to, to leverage this strategy. <laughs> no, no, no. They have specific, because when they banned me, I said, how dare you ban a black wheel, wheelchair bound woman? And they said that they found that hateful. And I said, I found them hateful. And then they blocked my emails. <laughs> so. Dude, I love, I love, the, I love the attitude. It's just a giant. F you. I mean, it's me to yeah. a company which is very well, probably like an intelligence agency front. Like, I mean, come on, I'm going up against Goliath. Might as well take my dick out. Like, I mean, they they're they're all intelligence. One hundred percent, they are. LifeLog, LifeLog ended the next day. Facebook started. It's a DARPA program for how do we get people to surveil themselves? No. Google it. Google it right now. LifeLog. <laughs> I'm not going to Google it. Believe <laughs> That's crazy. No, it's. I mean, and it came out in the Twitter files, right? And it's like you just. You see all these people go from working at the FBI and yeah, the CIA to YouTube the, and Twitter. It's like yeah, it's the revolving door. Yeah. It's it's just in your face and they don't care. Yeah, I had a. Um... I can't do what Pearly thinks is doing because she's on YouTube. She's on YouTube and she, she's she's not a black she's, woman in a wheelchair. What she figured out, which like me, <laughs> like me. <laughs> what she figured out was, um, and it really I don't even think it was her so much as it is she actually hired she stole away um, the social media guy from the daily wire okay and he's now her manager forget his name i probably shouldn't say it you can look it up it's not it's not sure it's publicly acknowledged like they're they're super cool people they're really yeah. effective um and but he he's basically he you know if you've seen the daily wire and what they do with like what's her name the coop brett cooper um and like all how they how they handle their their media approach it I don't know this. I'm speculating, but after after talking with her and him and like seeing their content, like you can tell this guy, he's really smart. He figured out the YouTube machine and algorithm better than I think almost anybody has. And then they just take, you know, um, you know, this podcast and they chop it up into shorts and videos and all this stuff. And it's just it's just like such a such a smart content machine. Yeah. Um, and that right now is the meta, I think, for creators. Yeah. Like that's what you really need to be, need to be doing. Cause if you're spending, you know, I feel, I look and then I see these people who will spend like 
a week, two weeks making a 15 minute highly edited video. And it's like, yo, that's awesome. The content's great, but like you just got one video. Like you're out. a sucker in the grand scheme of and things. And in two you know? weeks, we've had a Chinese air balloon. We've had a Chernobyl in Ohio. Like yeah. We've had like, yeah. that's like, that's why I do, it's like the Bill Burr thing where he was like talking about how after the war, some generals like the American or the German tanks were so much more highly engineered than ours. One of those could take on four of ours. And he goes, how'd we win the war? And he goes, we just made sure we always had five. And Bill Burr goes, we happy mealed those motherfuckers. 99 billion served. I am... It's just me. I am the emailer, the scheduler, the editor, the upload. I run all of it. So I have to use like the one weapon I have. And it's just like insane OCD, borderline detrimental work ethic that I can just, and I can just talk to people. So from like within 12 hours of the balloon incursion, I can grab people who worked at like U.S. Air Force Northcom. I can grab former CIA guys from just these connections I've built up. And I always get that. They're like, your video should be more highly polished. And I'm like, dude, if I had a team, like they would be. But my logic- I wouldn't even say highly polished. I would say it's 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 a quantity game, not quality right now. Yeah. So that's my, I'm like, it's just me. Banned from, like, I put the game on hard. It's just me. I'm banned from YouTube. Like, not allowed on iTunes. I don't even know how that works out, but I'm just, they won't let me. They, they rebuke Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not on there. But I don't think there's anything for me there because I don't know how to make clips. I'm like retarded. But so so the whole I think the whole the the way the machine would work is like, listen, and I'm all about hiring American. But like there's realities. You can hire a guy from Nigeria for 500 bucks a month um, and he'll be your full time employee. And you just have him take your podcast, just break it. it down, be like, this was an hour. I want 10 like 30 second clips and 10 seven second like shorts right and get all of them up on tiktok even if you're demonetized on youtube you can still use it as a funnel like it's a great revenue tool but it's also a great marketing funnel yeah so you just you pay a guy and he's like because because you're doing that you're creating this great content and you're effectively leaving you're you're like you're like you know your your fans come in and they enjoy the prime rib yeah I'm not, I'm not super knowledgeable about butcher cuts, but you're leaving like, you're you're leaving like 90% of the cow there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you create another cow and it's like, you got to put that thing through a grinder, chop it up, make beef jerky. Like I've, I've recently started like quote unquote hiring like my lifelong best friend just to really within the last week, like we're just kind of figuring out as we go right now. Like, cause I told him, I'm like, I'm hitting like a, a ceiling of, of like production. I'm at like 99, like the episodes I do, the number of shotgun emails I got to throw out, like uploading to all the different platforms, trying to get them to go back. And I just got back on Twitter. I've been banned from Twitter for six months. Like I get banned from everything. It's, and I, I'm not, I don't think I'm controversial. I'm, I'm pretty fucking normal. Like, you know, and maybe it's, what was the, what was the reason on Twitter? Oh, I had uh, I had posted like my one of my twenty interviews with Dr. Robert Malone, like Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough, Joe Rogan's number one and number two most downloaded episodes of all time on Spotify. I had interviewed them multiple times before they went on Rogan, and had actually gotten banned from YouTube for interviewing them. Didn't get any of like the wave of subscribers. The White House press secretary never called me a white supremacist. Like total horseshit. So I interviewed Dr. Malone. I mean, like a million more times, and then I finally interviewed him just like another time in November and tweeted it and got permanently suspended for it. 
and was like, and then they let Dr. Malone back on, but wouldn't let me back on for posting a link to an interview with, and then they finally, like two weeks ago, I just appealed for like the hundredth time and they just unlocked it. So yeah, I mean, I think all I have right now is just, just put out episodes. I have great contacts. I've made great contacts. Great contacts and great content, you know? Thank you, sir. Like, that's huge. That's what I just have to keep doing. And it's gonna, it's gonna, I know it's going to. Because every time I think it won't, it took me from April 2020 till October 2021 to get to 10,000 downloads on Spotify. And then took me another year and one month to get to 100,000. And then it's taken me three months to get to 270,000. So like it's, it's going like, yeah, it took me, I think two years to get to a hundred thousand views on rumble. And then it's taken 13 months to get to 4 million. Like it's going, it's just at this point, I think I'm just using this as this session with you as therapy. It's that my next, my, my next venture dead dog Mondays, I think is, I think that one holds the energy. I think dead dog Monday, <laughs> it's going to be you, me and Steve. I think that's going to really, I think that's really going to get us up there. That'd be fun. Dead dog Mondays. Um, yeah, man. but yeah, dude, that's, that's kind of the holy, all of it. There's really no, really no big picture to this, this episode, but, uh, I had fun. I hope you did. Um, blast man. It was great meeting you. Yeah, dude, you as well. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling the, the episode come to like a natural, a natural conclusion. So I say we, we wrap this one up and, uh, did I'd love to have you on again sometime. Just shoot the shit. You're, you're, yeah, you've got the, you've got the correct sense of humor. I, I can't offend you. So yeah, that's, well, that's I, I appreciate that, man. No, you can't offend me. Um, I, I don't think I, you know, I don't really get offended by things and I think that's how most people should be. And we really just did intros. It was great learning about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for sure, I'd totally be down to come back and chill and, you know, we can talk about what's going on because there's a lot going on. But um, this has been really nice, man. Thank you for having me on. Fuck yeah. Thanks for coming. I will say we were like a month into the, the gaming channel. We were live streaming and it was like yeah. one, in the, one in the morning and Russia invaded Ukraine. And we were all like, fuck. And so I like pulled it up on like the side thing. And we're just like watching it and we're all like joking about like, World War Three, like World War Three cast, like Tommy, you gotta keep streaming, we gotta stay up all night. And you know, the YouTube things just jump in between like whatever, you know, webcams in wherever in Ukraine. And we hadn't been paying attention, but obviously with the time difference, like midnight our time's like or whatever time it was, it was like nine PM our time, it's like sunrise their time. And it's like a shitty webcam, so it's obviously low resolution, low fidelity. And the sunrise starts to come over. And it looked like a nuclear flash. All the laughing stopped. And then someone went, oh, it's just the sunrise. <laughs> and you can see in the actual live chat on YouTube, the 100,000 people are going, sunrise, sun, sunrise. And people are like posting emojis like, oh, thank you, Christ. Like everyone just was like, LOL, meme in. And then it was just this bright and like, <gasps> it was just like, it's over. It's all over. And... No, it turned out it was just, you know, not that hundreds of thousands of people haven't been slaughtered since then, but, well, you know, at least it's not nuclear war. Yeah. I don't know why I ended well, up with I, that. But. You, just, you, just made me, you just made me realize that 
when that does happen, people are going to see it first on like a live stream and they're going to be like, I'm a couple seconds of it. I'm, I'm going to be dead soon <laughs> until it, <laughs> it's going to, it's going to fry all the fry, all the servers. Yeah. There's yeah. just going to be a moment and they're going to be like, shit. Yeah. Like literally like Uber Eats is going to be delivering. You're going to realize like all of a sudden the tracker on the phone dies. You're going to be like, what was, and then it's just, you know, glass is just going to go through your head at twice the speed of sound. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll be talking about that next week on dead dog Mondays. Um, <laughs> uh, for all things that, that show will get banned from rumble. Dead Dog Mondays will get banned from. You can't get banned for. You can't get banned from Rumble. That's my goal is to make a show that gets banned from Rumble. Get banned from Rumble. If we get banned from like Bit, Bitshoot or something. It's 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 easy. Post pornography or do something. I guess that would be do true. Something, do something illegal. Dead Dog Mondays just ends with us in an FBA, FBI. If Dead Dog Mondays starts to involve real dead dogs, you might get banned. We might get raided by the FBI. I'm pretty sure Trump made it a felony to torture animals. Like, not implying that that's what we would do, but I just I think Dead Dog Mondays might actually. Might get received. It might get a temporary ban. What are you doing? There might be some legal repercussions from Dead Dog Mondays. I'm here well, for it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for it. You and I are killed in a fucking. We get raided. Whatever. We'll go viral. Dead did Dog. you ever? Did you ever do acting? Did you ever take like improv or anything? No. You got. You got. You got kind of the natural. I feel like I should have. I don't know. Yeah, this man. is. This isn't. There's a lot of things we'll be doing if this podcast doesn't work. Primarily probably wearing a skirt and hoping some other rich guy just happens to like my style he likes you've got, well you've got an audience full of i thought that was so funny because <laughs> we were always talking when we we're talking to creators or in marketing it's like what's your demo it's like oh i have you know 18 to 25 year old you're like i just i just just white, white like, guys with you fuck say, you money i have a bunch of bunch of guys you money. white like, white guys with which i guess kind of makes me look that much like, more retarded like how haven't ha, how hasn't your show succeeded then just put out sweatshirts and sell them for a thousand dollars a pop. How dumb are you, NF Tommy? NFT sweatshirt. Right? Seriously, like, so your demo is white guys with fuck you money, correct? <laughs> Fucking, you don't need local. What are we what are doing? You doing? Here, man? You, you, what are we doing? You got the circle hole with the circle peg. My, my good sir, you know, proceed forward. It just gets tanked. Next is how it goes down. I end up getting Mike Vick on here from the Falcons, and he gets involved in Dead Dog Mondays. Because remember, he was doing dog fighting. I do remember that. That's how this ends. Good times. You, me, Mike <laughs> Vick getting pulled out for Dead Dog Mondays. Man, it's a <laughs> well, great header. <laughs> on that note, dude, let's wrap this up. Love to have you on again sometime. We'll we'll schedule longer than an hour, and we can uh, just shoot the shit. Um, if you want me to put anything in the description, if you got any social media or anything, just text to me. I'll put it in the description. If okay, not, yeah, we'll do. I yeah. don't even I don't even remember it offhand, but um yeah, man. Thanks for having me on and uh best of luck. Looking forward to watching you grow and being on again. Thank you, sir. God bless. Thanks for watching everybody. Recording Take stopped. Care. Peace.